Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 20. I'm your host, Heather, and today we are talking about building a content strategy that actually works. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please pass me a seatbelt. Content generation tends to be one of those things that so many of my clients struggle with. And usually when I get into working with them and I ask, well, ask simple questions like, what's your strategy? What are your messages? Things like that. Even what's your audience? They haven't answered those questions, which makes a lot of sense because those are the things that you need to build a strong strategy. By the way, just a little side note. We had kind of messed up our numbering, so I understand that if you are actually following along in order, we have two episode 20s and no episode 19, you can probably figure out what happened there. The first step to building a content strategy that's going to work has three parts. The first part is you're going to pick your three avatars. If you don't know anything about building a buyer persona or ideal client avatar and all of those things, please go and check out the really full, complete discussion on that. I'm going to be doing a redux for 2021 in in a couple of weeks, I think in about two weeks. But until then, there is another podcast in this season on um, ideal buyer personas. So go check those out because I have a very different version of buyer personas. It's going to create a really balanced, profitable, and soul-fulfilling job for you while you work in the company that you're building or you work in the company for somebody else. So really, really quickly, the three avatars are your money avatar, your soul avatar, and your you avatar. If you do not have clients yet, but you know you're going to be building some, right now it's time to really get drilled down into your you avatar. It's literally a buyer persona based entirely on you because you know how you talk. You know what kind of messages work on you. You can analyze the messages that are working on you and then you can duplicate them. You also know all of your own demographics and all of your own psychographics. So it's a really good place to start. And if you've never done a buyer persona, doing one on yourself first will help you when you get into the sort of imaginary characters of the soul avatar and the money avatar or any other form of ideal client that you'll end up building at any point in your career. So let's start with the money avatar for other things. Money avatar is the avatar that really, they pay well, they pay fast, and they're effective. They're an effective client to have. They're good for the bottom line, but they do not light you up. As an example, for me, my money avatars are large corporate work or government work. They go into departments. I don't get to talk to the decision makers, and the people tend to be less passionate because it's a job rather than being their vocation for the most part. So those ones don't get, they I don't get as excited doing it. They're certainly not as excited doing it. And I know it's going to be a little bit dumbed down. Versus my sole avatar who are usually, you know, I want to work with small businesses with five people or less on the leadership team who make between a million and $5 million in total sales so that I know they have a budget. That's kind of my ideal sole avatar. So your money avatar is who you sell to that really will push the needle for you financially. Your soul is who you can't wait to get out of bed and serve. And your uvatar is everything about you as if you were going to be your own ideal client. 
once you know everything about those three people, you're going to give them a name and an age and all kinds of things. I'm now really looking forward to doing that Avatars um, Redux podcast and doing an update on it where we've changed some of the things and made it a little bit more effective. But once you've determined, let's say you're a maker who you, you manufacture, you fabricate something, and you sell it on your own website, but you also sell it wholesale. Well, your wholesale clients, those shop owners, are your money avatar. They're not super excited about you, but they pay the bills and they like your product, which is why they're selling it. Your sole avatar are the people who buy directly from you, your actual clients themselves. In the real estate world, it could be a matter of your investors are your money avatar and your new homeowners could be your sole avatar. The biggest thing to remember is that you do need to have the people who are going to bring in the money and the people who are going to light you up. And most of the time, that's not the same people. It's not really how the world works, unfortunately. So once you have those set, you know three different people that you're talking to and they have three different names and you can picture them and you can have a conversation with them, which means you can then write to them. Then you're going to choose three messages that you're going to send to each of them and their messages are not going to be the same. You need to send a pain point message where it basically is going to look like you're reading their mind. So if you're talking about um, a wholesale client and they, they own a shop, you can say, we know the hardest thing for you is deciding which companies to go with and which items to sell that'll get you the best margins. Or we know that one of the most stressful things is trying to set up your store for the greatest advantage. We've got some tips on that. By the way, we've also got a great product. Something like that. Something that addresses a specific pain point. Then you're going to create the same type of messaging for your soul avatar and for your uvatar. For example, for money, for our money avatar, our big pitch is we work fast and we work on a, a strict budget. We are very good communicators. None of those are really like light you up warm and fuzzy messages, but they definitely address the pain points of our money avatar. For our soul avatar, our big pain point message is you wear too many hats. Give us a couple and we're here to help. And for our Uvatar, it's you want a partner who's going to get you jazzed and motivated all the time. So contact us because we make marketing super fun. One company, all three are true, very different messages to three very different audiences. <clears throat> the way we keep that from being confusing is we have those three messages going to three different platforms often. A blog, we will be writing blog posts to all three avatars, but we'll be posting the money avatar blogs on LinkedIn. And we'll be posting the soul avatar blogs on Facebook. And the uvatars, we usually put in our link tree and then link it to Instagram because that just happens to be my personal favorite at the moment. You can also be sending these out to email, um, your email list. So you'll have a money email list, you'll have a soul email list, and you'll have a you email list. And as people come in, you're going to filter them and put them in different audiences within your email marketing software. So then you're sending the messages to the right people at the right time. You're telling your wholesalers when to expect your Christmas shipment while you're telling your retail sales customers when they should be ordering if they want to have these extra things in their Christmas gifts. So once you have your three avatars down and you have your three separate messages down, so you're going to have a pain point message, you're also going to have a benefit message. Now, we've always talked about in marketing about features and benefits. I tend to go one step further because there really is features, benefits, and the value. The benefit is how your product, service, or offering solves a problem, a specific problem that your avatar is having right now. The value is how solving that problem improves their life globally. 
So yes, you have a pain point and we can talk about that. We, you also have, we have a benefit. We are the ones who bring in every project early and on time, or sorry, on time and on budget or early and for less. That is what we sell to our money avatar as a benefit. We will be great to you and we'll do it on time. Our value message to our money avatar is, imagine having this done without ever having to think about who's doing it because it's just magically done for you. We're like those little mice in, in fairy tales that come in and fix everything and then leave. You never have to be worried about us. We are independent workers. We do not say that to our soul avatar. Our soul avatar, the benefit they're getting is, we're going to build your business and make you money and also save you time and take away the thing you hate the most, which is posting on Facebook every single day. That's the benefit. But the value is we sell stress relief. To our soul avatar, we sell stress relief. To our money avatar, we sell efficiency. And to our avatar, we sell partnership. All three of those are true, but all three of those are different benefits and values to each one of our different avatars because they all want different things from us. So once you've chosen your three avatars, your money, your soul, and your you, and you've developed pain point messages for money and benefit messages for money and value messages for money, the same thing for soul and the same thing for the avatar. And the third one is you've chosen your platforms that you're going to be using, that you're comfortable jumping into right now and you know you can manage in the run of your day. For most people, it's going to be blog, email, and a couple social media channels. That's kind of the average. That's kind of the general. Usually, everybody can pretty much get by on those three things. Social media channels, you're usually dealing with Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn if you are dealing with an adult population. So now you have your basic messaging and you can start building a strategy around that. Knowing that you have to serve all three audiences, knowing that you have to present these three messages, you can then create an Excel spreadsheet or a grid with your messaging. When are you going to hit it? How are you going to hit it? What methods are you going to use? What assets do you have? What liabilities do you have? Who do you need to touch? Who do you need to bring in to help you? The next thing you're going to do, you're not just going to leave that information on a page. You're going to get brainstorming. You are going to beg, borrow, steal from competitors or from people who are not necessarily direct competitors, but they're kind of who you want to be when you grow up. It could be anybody around the world. I want to be like that company. They are so awesome and they just look so together in their marketing. I want to be like that. It could be you're a little, you know, computer shop and I want to be like Apple. You get to be like Apple. You get to choose that. If you are a little um, soap shop and you say, I want to be Dove one day because they have really healthy messaging and I want to be that. You can be that starting right now. But you need to get brainstorming so that you can have from other people a whole bunch of inspiration. It's not a matter of beg, borrow, steal content. It is a matter of beg, borrow, steal inspiration scheduling and strategy. The next really big strategic part you're going to have to do is an implementation plan. You need to schedule that creation. If you say you're going to wait until you are inspired, I promise you it's not going to happen. This stuff is kind of a grind. It can be really, really fun and exciting doing the strategy part because everybody's just throwing out ideas and nobody's sitting down in front of a blank screen or you haven't been sitting down in front of a blank screen for three hours, or you haven't been sitting down and writing pages and pages and pages of the stuff and not sure if any of it's going to work. It's a grind. I get it. So schedule the creation and 
I will give you one of my tips. I love creating content. It's not a problem for me whatsoever, but I really hate accounting. And when I have to send stuff to my accountant and my bookkeeper, I was putting it off and trying to lump it onto like one four hour period. That literally never happened. My day always filled up and then I wasn't able to do that. Now I'm doing 15 minutes a day and it's working. I would absolutely recommend if you don't find you have time for content, do 15 minutes a day. That's it. It's honestly better than nothing and it's definitely better than procrastinating. So do a little bit every day and plan to launch this content strategy in a month. So then you'll have 30 little bits that you'll have put together by that point. But schedule that creation time. Remember that your content is like your most talented salesperson. It is the partner, it is the person, it is the vehicle by which you are going to make more money. So if you had a client who was gonna come in who was gonna give you a whole bunch of money, would you procrastinate that meeting or would you book it right away? I hope all of you said you would book it right away. I would too. My content is that client. It is that important. My content is that entity, let's say, that brings me money. And if I don't do it, I get less money. The same way that if I don't do work for a client, they don't pay me. Content is a client. It is that important. It's the same as I do my accounting every 15 minutes a day because I don't want to go to jail. I do my content every day because I want to always have new people coming in the door. One of the ways to manage that is when you're working in your 15-minute blocks, if you do find it's a little bit easier, add an extra hour, maybe on, on an off day, on a weekend day, on something, to start planning out really far ahead. You really only need to create 10 or so social media posts for every day. So theme your days. So let's say Monday is brand day, Tuesday is product day, Wednesday is selling on benefits and value day, Thursday is behind the scenes, Friday is fun stuff, Saturday you take off, and Monday is inspiration or information. So you know that already. Make 10 posts for each one of those days and then start over again. You'll have to slightly tweak the content because you'll be going through seasons, but nobody remembers what you posted 10 weeks ago. I promise. That is 70 posts ago or 60 posts ago. We don't remember. Creating that really tight, solid strategy does take a little bit of time. So work on your Mondays one week and your Tuesdays another week. And yes, it's going to take six weeks to put it down, but then you'll have it forever and ever and ever. And it won't have broken your brain or made you hate your marketing. So plan really, really far ahead. The other interesting thing about planning really far ahead is people tend to, when it's not, they're not under a gun. Like right now, if I was planning for Valentine's Day, I'm not under any guns. Clients don't care if I had their Valentine's Day work done in November. However, if I have it done, there's no pressure. I'm actually creating more, better and more creative ideas because I'm not just trying to get something out there. So planning well in advance actually gives you that flexibility and that freedom to play where when it's next week and it's Valentine's Day, you just have to throw some stuff out there and hope a promotion is going to stick. Planning really far ahead and scheduling that creation in is, it's absolutely essential. The last easy way to combine both efficiency and effectiveness is to reuse everything. If you write a really good blog post, let's say, and you wrote that blog post for your money avatar, and it was talking about the benefits of your product or service or offering. That blog post would have, let's say, six paragraphs in it. Each one of those paragraphs 
can be turned into like a Canva image. You can go to canva.com and create a little image with those words on it. And now you've got a social media image that you can put out on LinkedIn. And you've got six of them, so you have three weeks because you're only posting on LinkedIn twice a week and that blog post will be one of them. So you've got like seven weeks of content on LinkedIn just from that one blog post. You can also take that same blog post and riff off of it on a Facebook Live. If you're going to schedule Facebook Lives, make sure you're telling people about a week or a week and a half in advance so that they know to mark their calendars and then you'll have an actual audience show up. But once you do, you don't need to reinvent that wheel. Riff off of your old blog stuff because the people who are on that, those Facebook Lives probably didn't read it elsewhere. Or if, even if they read it, they probably didn't remember. And even if they remember, you are going to come up with more ideas, more things, more connections by doing a Facebook Live based on a blog than you actually had when you were writing it. Then in another week, you're gonna take that blog post and copy paste it into an email that's going directly to your money avatar. Then you're gonna look at it and say, hmm, can I tweak a couple things to make this now appropriate for my sole avatar? So can I take this content and just edit it slightly, shift it slightly, reposition it slightly, so now I can use it for another whole audience. In that case, you will leave the same blog post, but you're going to tweak your Canva posts, you're going to tweak your Facebook Live, and you're going to tweak the email audience that you're sending it to, but you're going to reuse that exact same stuff again, again, and again, and again. That's how to create a cohesive content strategy that works. You start with who you're talking to, then you follow up with what are the messages they really want to hear that are true, that are honest, that are actually your brand. Then, where are they already? And how can I find them? And how can I get my work in front of them? And then, how do I make it manageable? Manageable is get brainstorming with a group, schedule that creation, plan very far ahead, and reuse everything. Up next, we are going to be talking about five ways to build your business during a pandemic. We are still in the midst of this one and Nobody knows, I mean, how many times have we all heard that nobody knows how long this is going to last? So a lot of our fail-saves have started to fail a little bit. A lot of people are following, falling into some COVID fatigue, and we now have the awareness of the, what the world can do to us. So that's going to change a lot of business structures, a lot of business planning, and even how businesses are functioning in the day-to-day. -day. We will be talking about five ways that you can actually grow and develop your business during a pandemic specifically, but this would also apply for recessions and other economic upheavals. If your dreams are bigger than your budget, it's time to join the Kick-Ass Company membership site where we go deeper with in-depth video training on all areas of marketing, business, and mindset. Head over to thekickasscompany.com and join for just $20 a month for 2020. And to get more Kick-Ass in your life, follow us online at Hala Connected, H-A-L-A Connected, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you like what you heard today, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.